This week on Dynasty Domain, we go through and talk about the biggest dynasty headlines through five weeks of the NFL season. What have we learned? What is real? And what is a fluke? I'm Avery Huffman. I'm Nathan Schmidt. I'm Simon Denny. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome back to Dynasty Domain, Simon Denny. Oh, wait. Oh, crap. Where's the sound effect? There we go. Nice. <laughs> I like the little bird one. Do it again. Nice. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, we don't use yeah. that one very often, but that should probably be a little bit more, you know, appropriate for you since you're such a woman. But welcome back, Simon. He is home on break from Purdue, and he is going to join us on the pod today. We know that you have gotten sick of listening to Nathan and I, and we honestly are surprised that any of you have kept listening. So yeah, it'll be good to break it up today. Voice. We're going to have a big episode talking about some of the biggest storylines this season for everybody. Uh, we're going to kind of argue with Simon because Simon always tends to be a little bit more wild with his takes, and that's kind of what we miss. Don't don't even we're not even we're not even going there. We're going to start oh today. Gosh. We're going to do some. Do we have a trade scenario of the week? I can't remember. Uh, no. Okay, we're, let's do this. Gonna... Let's do the stupid sleeper alert of the week this week because we have a very stupid sleeper alert how's how's college been mm, boiler up am i right no no seriously yes. no i didn't answer my question um it's so fun school and things you're such a nerd yes all right stupid sleeper alert of the week <laughs> yeah so this one came from the uh washington commies during the week when we were learning that um <clears throat> what's his name brian robinson <laughs> was coming back after he got shot in the butt after he got forced gumped. And he actually gets shot in the butt. <laughs> yeah, he no, did. He, yeah, I knew so, he got shot. No, it was in the butt. Oh, no, he's he seriously, back, baby. Yeah, yeah, actually. Back. Yeah, before I talk about that, what did you think about Brian Robinson's performance this week? I didn't, I didn't even see. What did he do? Uh, he had nine carries for well, 22 yards. I wouldn't know. I only watch I, I watch NFL Red Zone, so that's only I don't watch. I don't know anything about football because of that, but <laughs> yeah, he didn't do very I'm well. Surprised. I'm even I'm honestly with Brian Robinson. I'll wait a, quite a while before I even make a if I make an assumption because he got shot in the butt. You better wait until week, week nine. Week nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't I make any definitive both. assumptions before week nine or Nathan will crap on my face. I stand by that. Sorry. All so right. <laughs> stupid sleeper of the work stupid sleeper what? alert of the stupid work. <laughs> is uh, Brian Robinson Jr. just burst up the middle on a handoff and ran right by Ron Rivera. On his way back, Rivera stopped the RB to give him a fist bump and pat on the back. Was smiling too, almost like, wow, this guy looks good. If that was a movie, that'd win an Oscar. What? No <laughs> way. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah. That is so dumb. You, you know, I, what I'm really <laughs> glad that Rivera didn't do is he he didn't he didn't give him a fist bump and pat him on, on the, the butt. butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he learned his lesson. Yeah, but um, it, anyways, somebody was really reaching for a storyline. Uh, once there. once I saw that storyline, I was like, Brian Robinson, RB one dynasty. No that question. is so funny. So <laughs> I, I just shout out sleeper. You are absolutely wonderful. Um, we love Mr. you so much. <laughs> and by wonderful, we mean replace your alerts person right now. But honestly, like what? That is, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like in a meeting at work. I'm like, oh, something happened important on sleeper. I think and, I then I, and then I read it. I'm like, are you kidding? I think me? I texted it to you guys and I was like, someone needs to be killed. <laughs> for this. It was it was bad. It was so bad. 
Uh, right. Moving on. We, yeah. we gave too much. So we're going to go, you're going to go through and talk about a lot of the hottest NFL topics that have uh, sprung forward during the NFL season. There has been a lot. We are really excited to talk about them with Simon since we haven't really got to talk about these with him since he's been gone at nerd school, but we're going to jump right into it today. First of all, <clears throat> I am going to go ahead and take my victory lap. Saquon Barkley is back. He is the real deal, and he's a league winner at this point. Are we admitting this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can, I, can you believe he was going in like the fifth round? Isn't that insane, dude? The beginning of I, like February. Yeah. But here's, yeah. here's the I thing. Mean, like, I, and I was the Saquon truther. The, I mean, I'm the main one out of all of us. But you, you, all of us ended up. You know, we were taking Saquon in every draft. I think between all the leagues that we're in, like one of us three has yeah. Saquon because confession, I own no shares of Saquon. Really, you are oh, such I own a two or three. I, I never got to him. I because just never did. It, it, like, how many do you right have? About, I just two or three. And I have two or three. I've gone to trade for him. Like I had leagues where I was like, all right, I'm going to trade for Saquon before the season starts. And every single league, Avery owned them. So <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah uh, that sucks. I, I seriously, I did, even though I didn't draft him in startups, I did try to acquire him like five different times and I couldn't hit on any of them. Yeah, no, now people, I mean, obviously now you can't get him yeah. unless you, he's on, he's, but even like, I mean, I don't know. He's even on a rebuild or a, re, a reloading team that's going to be contending next year. You're like, eh, I mean, I'm probably keeping Saquon at this point. So yep. yeah, I'll take my victory lap there. I think we're getting to victory lap point at this, this point in the season. So Cooper cup at the RB position. He looks really Cooper cup is Cooper cup. I, okay. Again, fine. which yeah. actually, and, but I mean, in all honesty, J Jeff looked pretty good yesterday and has, he had a dud game or two, but uh, neither here nor there. So I just wanted to get that off the Bat, I'll take my Saquon Barkley victory lap. I'm confident enough in him the rest of the season that I think I can go ahead and do that. Now let's let's talk about a guy that we probably can't take a victory lap on, and that's Najee Harris. You, I just okay, Simon. Let's just let's get this out of the way. Give me your Najee Harris thoughts. Okay, I exaggerate a little bit, but like after no you don't way. never you never no. do that. No. I don't lose my marbles every time you text us on Sundays. <laughs> I texted you guys like week one of the season, oh and I was like, guys, are, are we sure Najee doesn't suck because he sucks, like. I, I traded him. I know the week Trey Lance got hurt, um, which was like devastating. I got blasted for it, but I traded Najee Harris for Trey Lance one for one. Okay, that was I told you we I, we that, told you we liked we that. liked yes. that though. That know, was stupid. Like, because, everyone in our leagues was telling me like everyone in that league was making fun of me for making that trade, and I know I could have gotten a little bit more, but is I, that, I was that all stars out on. I might have been. To be fair, everybody in that league is just like half-brained because yeah. they all think that you're like legit tanking the whole entire league because you won't start players even though it's literally off of the max points yeah, statistics. So. But no, Najee, this is why I, I say that running backs do not matter in the NFL. If you have a good O-line, put a mediocre running back in there and they get their purpose done. Look at look at the Bills. They do just fine with Devin Singletary as their running back. So why do the Steelers with a crap O-line try to roll out a, a first round running back out there. He's not doing anything. 3.2 yards per carry this year. Is that I, what he's I, yeah. I, I will yeah. give you a little pushback there, though, with the Bills. The the run game this year, if they don't acquire uh, CMC, which we'll talk about later, if they don't get him, I seriously think that could be their kryptonite come playoff time is the run game. Like, even though they've been successful with Singletary, they, for, as, oh my gosh, I can't wow. tell. What the heck was that? You're like, <laughs> They, they all but refuse to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, so it, and if if Josh Allen is having an off day, true. which I know you think he's like some immortal god, but he does he have off days. Like that could be 
their kryptonite. N- you're right. Playoffs. But so I, I think they make enough short throws that it yeah. serves as the right. I do back. understand the running backs don't matter concept though, because if you have like an Andrew an Andy Reed scheme with a solid coach, they can make anyone in the backfield look good. It doesn't matter if it's CEH sure. or freaking Le'Veon Bell. Now the it problem doesn't matter. And I think a good comp for the Steelers is the Indianapolis Colts, honestly, because you have you have you won't. Jonathan Taylor, I would definitely say, is a is a better running back than Najee Harris by far. Yeah. However, you're looking at a similar situation with Najee probably is a good running back that's had a really rough start to the season, similar to JT, and he's stuck behind a terrible offensive line. But a couple things that I want to point out here, just kind of his 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 main statistics and where they rank in the NFL. He has 69 attempts right now. Yeah. Uh, tied for 15th in the NFL. He has 222 yards, which is 32nd in the NFL. He has one touchdown, which is 28th in the NFL, and he is averaging 3.2 yards per carry, which is good for 46th in the entire league. Now, Simon, you're looking at his player profile, which they give some advanced you know, metrics there. What are you seeing, I mean, in terms of just deep dive on Najee Harris? I mean, what are we to make of, of this inefficiency and this lack of production so well, far? It was, it was the same thing last year. He was not efficient last year either. That's the thing. He still had 3.9 yeah, yards per carry right. last year. Was he was purely, he was purely pass catching vol- <laughs> volume, which play. is great in, in PPR leagues. You're looking for guys. Yes, like that. but now for some reason, I don't know what was wrong. Jalen Warren out of nowhere was getting touches yesterday. How many? Of, so what was the what was the distribution yesterday? He had I don't I don't know. Jalen Warren Let ended up having so Najee yesterday had um, 11 attempts. And he had for 20 yards. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. his average is horrible. Oh, my. Jalen Warren had five carries for 24 yards, and he out-targeted Najee as well with with five wow. targets. Okay. Wow. That's uh, mildly surprising. Which is, like, it, I'm not saying they were obviously getting blown out, so that has something to do with it. But it was, like, the first quarter when I, I was, like, looking in the, the Steelers' background, and I was like, who the heck is that? That's not Najee. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's genuinely scary because if he's not getting that he was blowing every other running back, not named Derrick Henry, away in touches per game last year, and this year it, it, it's not there. Oh, dude. Oh, Nathan, don't oh, do it. Don't do it, gosh. dude. I know where this is going. Simon and I talked about this earlier yep, Trent today. Richardson. Trent Richardson. Oh, but no. I don't, I don't want to overreact oh, no. here, but the overreact. comp... Do it, do it, do it. The comp is really hard to ignore. So in 15 games, his rookie season in 2012, Trent Richardson went at the 103, by the way. Classic Cleveland moved. Um, he had 260 rush attempts for 950 yards. That's a 3.6 yards per carry average. Najee last year in 17 games had 307 rush attempts for 1,200 yards and a 3.9 per carry average. 74 receptions for 467 yards and 10 total touchdowns. Richardson having 51 receptions in 15 games, 367 and 12. Those efficiency numbers look pretty dang similar yeah in this rookie year absolutely and, and we're seeing Najee's usage decline by a lot the other thing that is declining like at a scary rate so this year he last year he had 307 carries right this year he has let me let me do the math real quick he's on he's on pace for only 234 instead of 300 307 and okay. he's on on pace for 51 targets instead of 94 so what's that times 3.2 What's what times? Oh, oh, yeah. So he's on track at this rate for, for 750, 750 yards. yards. He has one touchdown, so he's on track for what? Four, yeah. maybe three and, or four. And, and that's touchdowns that are the hardest thing to predict in sports. He has two touchdowns because he is receiving one too. Oh, fair. Right. But fair. he has yet to top 15 points this year. His usage has gone down drastically, which the Steelers told us in the offseason it would. Remember? 
Yeah. People are saying, don't panic, don't panic, That's buy. True. But it is. And his efficiency has is, is gotten even worse somehow. So he's down to RB7 on keep trade cut. I mean, I think obviously people are reacting to this, but yeah. he's down behind JT, Barkley, Hall, Swift, Chubb, McCaffrey. Um, I think that's... At this point, at by this point, uh, at be- this point by week nine, I'll probably have CMC and Saquon ranked ahead of him. Yeah, I already have Saquon ahead of him. See, why don't you just Saquon do for it, sure. Nathan? Yeah, well, I think I may already have Saquon ahead of him. Um, I think I may. And I get, like, tell me I'm overreacting. You're overreacting. You're overreacting. So... Good. We're reminded of that, but this is scary. I think the our our hope here is that with a non Mitch Trubisky offense, they have like an actual passing game with with Kenny Pickett, and then it opens up the running lanes because they won't just stack the box and know that Najee's getting the ball every single time. I, I think that that's our hope here. But if that doesn't happen, ooh, it's, it's going to be bad. Yeah. All I want to know is where's Ryan Grigson to offer an early first round pick for Najee Harris at this point. Oof, that is not <laughs> nice. But but listen, like here's the thing, and I think this is a common trend what we've noticed so far this season. Like if you took DeAndre Swift, if you took Najee Harris, even if you took Jonathan Taylor in the first round of a startup draft in a superflex league over a quarterback, you are really like hating your life right now, like legitimately hating your life, unless the quarterback available was Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, so I mean, that is just a perfect example, in my opinion, of why it's really, really dangerous to take running backs a high in dynasty. Like, yep. unless that may have, that may have been one of my visit, biggest mistakes that I consistently made this off season <clears throat> is I would, um, of course, I wasn't in a position a lot of times to have a top three pick. I think I only did a couple times, and I ended up getting my homes. But mm-hmm. uh, that's like I don't have many shares of top six dynasty quarterbacks and it's really proving to suck for Art, me, yeah. suck for me right now because i was originally thrilled that i had russ i was originally thrilled that i had rogers in most leagues yeah and it's just not looking good right we now. should have all been taking jalen hurts in the second <clears throat> yes absolutely um i'm here to say in the welcome, second? welcome back simon denny and i will admit i was wrong about jalen hurts I should have been taking him in the second in every single draft i was well we already did a short on this and talked about it so yeah. we already admitted that we were wrong so and actually, Although we no, did we say didn't that, admit we, did we were say wrong. That we, we said he would produce like this. this we did year. say he probably wouldn't take. We still probably wouldn't take him that early. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were right about him over the off season. Like he was bad yes. last year as a passer. But remember me saying it's within reason for him to take a, a big step up, just like a lot of these other quarterbacks have too. Yes, you said it was in reason within reason for him to take a step up in terms of passing ability. Yeah. Yes, and he's absolutely. We all that. we all can we agreed all of us that he would probably produce if not improve in production as a fantasy asset this year, especially with AJ Brown coming in. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so that the, the question again, this is the so- same sort of concept when it comes to Damian Pierce. The question is not are they going to produce now because we all thought they would now. The problem is three years down the road. Where is Jalen Hurts going to be? Is yeah. he is he going to have a elite quarterback uh, contract? Yes, or he will. It, you you really think he will? I mean, yeah, I think, I think they'll sign him after this year. Um, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the way he runs. I do that like is, this an interesting though, one. This leads us perfectly into Devontae Smith. Yeah, I know All he's right, super awesome guy, because he throws. Listen, guys. I mean, Devonta Smith has become one of my favorite players in all of fantasy football and especially in dynasty because I ended up like having to hype him up so much. And now I look like really good for it because obviously he came out week one and he had zero points. 
But since then, I mean, you've seen Devonta Smith as an, as one of the most elite route runners I've ever seen in my life. Just completely add to that Eagles offense and complement AJ Brown and support Jalen Hurts in a way that we honestly at Dynasty Domain we saw it coming and now it's coming to fruition. Um, like I said, obviously a dead week, week one, but since then he's looked really, really solid. He's been racking up a lot of receptions. He's been getting a fair amount of targets on a very target. Honestly, I mean, like there are a lot of guys on that offense that that are going to want targets. So between Sanders even getting some targets, you've got Goddard, you've got AJ Brown, who is just a complete target monster and a monster in general. And Devonta Smith is still holding his own in that Eagles offense. So I think that says a lot about Devonta Smith and the talent that comes with drafting Devonta Smith in dynasty leagues. And, you know, with Devonta Smith, I mean, uh, the argument was that he was too short. He wasn't big enough, but people really, I think people, what they neglected the most was his, his athleticism and his just his route running abilities and his talent. The man can get open playing against any size of person. He has proven it. He had, he had, I think 11 targets yesterday, 10 catches. Tell me, Nathan, what do you think? What have you seen from Devonta Smith? Because I know you've been, we've all been on the Devonta Smith train, but I'm just really glad I'm the conductor of it. Yeah, I've seen some, oh, the conductor. We, we were both. Simon, who's the conductor Devontae of the Smith Smith it, it was Avery. I Thanks. remember back in 2020, Nathan was not even a fan of Devontae. I actually do remember that too. And I drafted him in, in, in Bromies. Yeah, you didn't you mm. didn't like him in 2020. We, I had, took, we I, had a long conversation about it. That is the truth, Interesting. Nathan. Admit I'm the conductor. Uh, no. I, I did buy him this offseason for Dawson Knox in a 23 second. <laughs> That's so funny. That was really nice. <laughs> Who did you make that trade with? Oh, uh, someone in one of my home leagues. Oh, okay. Oh, I was okay. going to say, I, I wanted to torch somebody. Does his name start with C and end with Rooks? No. <laughs> or oh my gosh. Oma? No. <laughs> well, anyways, back to Devontae Smith. I think, uh, you know, with um, with his targets, he's been pretty efficient. Um, in weeks two and three, he had 11 and 14 yards per target, 169 yards against Washington nice. in week three. Um, really liking his weeks where he had 12 and 11 targets. Um, I, I think it's really going to average out at the end of the year to about seven or eight, which is pretty Good. solid. That's that's on, like, a, on an e- on, on like what has been the best offense in the NFL so far. I mean, outside yeah. of the bills, maybe like, oh man, Devonta Smith. So now probably uh, let's look at where Devonta Smith has gone on keep trade cut now, because I think, you know, early in the season, you know, <laughs> I don't, no shame guy fantasy flock there that he has Devonta Smith ranked like in the thirties. He's a, just a straight up idiot. I mean, I just do not understand like why he cannot comprehend the talent that comes with Devonta Smith, but in terms of like keep trade cut, he's he's gone up quite a bit since the start of the season. He's now up to wide receiver 18 um, behind guys like Devonte Adams, Michael Pittman, Garrett Wilson, DK Metcalf, Terry kill all guys. I would put him behind Chris Olave, Drake London, Debo Samuel, all of them. I'll take him over Michael Pittman, dude. That's a hot take. I think I, I think I have them in the same tier. So just because of the offenses, I, I well there I could give it to you. I, I would, but the guys behind Devonta Smith, Jameson Williams, George Pickens, Marquise Brown, maybe not Godwin, maybe not Sutton, but Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson. There's a couple guys I would put ahead of him there, but not many at all. Marquise I, Brown, maybe. I, yeah, maybe. At this point, I think. I mean, yeah, and you've got the age argument with Devonta even there too. I think you could make a case for Devonta over Marquise Brown, but you know, I think he's being fairly appropriately valued by the dynasty community now. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if I see him 
going much higher than this. Like I think I could see him being top 16, top 15, but that's probably his absolute ceiling. But the thing is, you know, what's nice about Devonta Smith is I think he hangs out in this range for his entire career. And I think he has a very long successful career, like thinking Mike Evans level of consistency, just, just completely different type of receiver. So, you know, the, the, the super buy low window on Devonta Smith is, is, is gone. You just can't anymore. Very sad. But Very if sad. you're getting, if you can find people that still don't believe in him or are still concerned about his size, you're absolutely wanting to get Devonta Smith on your team. Yeah. And, and all the signs were there. He put up 800 yards as a rookie with 900, with 900 yards as a rookie. Yeah. With Jalen hurts, not performing well as a passer. And we, we literally, were, I think yeah. we said this every episode. We did every time we like, talked about him. We brought that up like 900 yards. Yeah. And, um, the, the guy on track to do that this year is looking like George Pickens. Anyways, let's talk about another rookie that's looked really good as okay. a receiver. Right. Alec Pierce. Yeah, so we, I, I, I'm, again, just absolutely zero shame here. None. I mean, we we watched a, we watched a fantasy flock video and he ranked the top 24 rookies in Dynasty for 2023 or uh, well, sorry, 2020, the 2022 rookies and of the 24 rookies on that list in that video, Alec Pierce wasn't even listed. He had Jalen Tolbert up there. Jalen Tolbert, um, Tolbert, who's getting uh, healthy scratched. James Cook was like top 12. Well, I mean, that's it's more of the guys <laughs> at the end that he threw in there that were just like completely absurd. Pacheco. I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller over him. Like Isaiah Spiller is not having a role this year. Like he just I, I even wouldn't have been like super upset if he put him in like 20 to 24 range. But Alec Pierce was always like a legit threat and especially a contending piece to us. And now he's coming out. I think he had 16 points last game. Um, 13 the week, 13 before, the week before and like nine, nine the week before that. Yeah. So uh, and you're looking at a guy, you know, you want to talk about Brees Hall's steady increase in production. You have it here with Alec Pierce on a, on a smaller level, but at a wider receiver position and a guy who was heralded as not a great prospect, a guy that everybody said, oh, they should have taken Sky more. Well, he's come out now, and lo and behold, Michael Pittman is not the dominant wide receiver one that we all expected him to be, as in everybody but us. We literally told you that he would not be that. But Alec Pierce has come out, complimented him really well, and has been making a lot of plays for the Colts, and still has not really gotten in the end zone. I don't think has he scored a touchdown yet. No, he has uh, not. He's also he's on track right now for dang near 900 yards if he yep, keeps exactly this exactly why I brought him up after Devonte. Yeah, yeah. That, it's so been looking really good, and and that's with him not really playing the first two weeks. Uh, yeah, no, correct. Yeah, he was um, dang near a non-factor. He, he's still being out snapped by Paris Campbell somehow. That is crazy. Um, he's seen forty-nine percent last game, right? Who? Dude, uh, Pierce, 50, fifty-nine. Okay. Pierce, Pierce getting nine targets last week on fifty-nine percent yeah. snap share yep. is awesome. And Paris is playing mid-eighties and getting two yeah. and three targets. Yeah. Um, and th- and that's the thing is what we're seeing with Alec Pierce right now is that he is the ideal. Like he can be a dominant wide receiver too, which is just what Michael Pittman would be as well. Um, Yeah. And so Michael Pittman is the one drawing that number one coverage and Pierce is just having the, the chance and he has the ability to just go at it and, he, he yeah. will easily be a, a strong flex play for the rest of the year. Yeah, if any of you guys uh, actually watched the entire game, uh, uh, that was a poop fest of a game on on Thursday. He had he literally just like ripped the ball out of that corner's hands. He pulled a Gabe Davis. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, with Alec Pierce now, he's starting on keep trade cut to go up. Like he's you know guys that are right below him a twenty twenty three mid second. You know, Devin Singletary, Sky Moore, Malik Willis, Darnell Mooney, Juju, Damian Harris those guys. I mean, 
I think he's being appropriately valued at this point too. Like I think that's the range of players I'd put him in like overall. Don't yeah. you? What, what do you wide think? receiver overall is he? Um, yeah, 43, 43. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's super reasonable. 40, yeah, this is 45, but yeah, I was going to say top he probably opened it up after I did or before and then keep trade cut changes every two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Top 50 at this point is Darn. really I I think it's great. Or, yeah, so. absolutely. And I think he's, you know, more at the bottom of that, you know, group of players, but it's still Alec Pierce was completely ignored by most in the offseason. Now he's making a name for himself, and that has been a, a very good storyline uh, to start the year here. Now, let's talk about a, a less encouraging storyline here. I just want to I just want to talk about the next Drew Brees and um, and that's Baker Mayfield. So obviously, you know, Nathan and I have been known critics of Baker Mayfield for notoriously sucking at football. Um, Simon on the other hand, yeah, quote was, the next Drew Brees. That is a quote. So what do you, Simon, uh, live interview question here. What, what do you think about your take? Um, well, let me first say that I was like a an on the low Browns <laughs> fan um, on before this year. Well, oh. no, I did. So I, I, <laughs> I supported the Browns before this year and a lot of the, their stupid. He bought decisions. a share of every single Browns yeah. player last year. He wanted the Brown stack. He got Jarvis Odell. Kareem, yeah, I bought it. I thought Chubb. Baker was the real deal. Yeah, rip, except you, Chubb was your least favorite assets out of all of those. <laughs> no, you <laughs> you super yes, missed it on that. <laughs> it's okay. We, we miss. I've missed on a lot of stuff. too. Um, so. No, I, I legitimately I was a big Browns fan for a minute there um, and I, I really believe that Baker Mayfield could do something. I, I liked his fire and uh, I liked what he, what he brought. <laughs> now he's yeah, he's got fired. some good grit yeah. um, is what I would have said. <laughs> Just like the Lions. Um, <laughs> One yeah. four Lions. They got some I, grit. I'm afraid to say he's um, goodbye Baker. Let me just say that. Hey. Rip. Hey. I, I don't own a single Baker shirt, hey, though. Way, I will say that. Way to own your L, though. I, I respect you yeah. for that. So Baker's dead. I, I would, yeah. I, if you still, if somebody still, like, values Baker, I would be moving him. Like, I moved him to Simon in a league last week, and Simon's going to move him to somebody else. Like, that's just what it's going to be at this point. Like, if some, who's going to end up, it's like literally hot potato. Who's going to end up with Baker Mayfield when he plays in when the, the music Canadian stops. Football League? Like, yeah. or the XFL or whatever, like. I, I, it's just it, Baker Mayfield's dead. He's not a guy I want to start. He's not, he's definitely somebody right now. If you still have him, if somebody wants to buy him, you need to move him. And even if nobody wants to buy him, you need to move him. Get something out of him while you can. I, I mean, I got a 23 first for Baker Mayfield like two months, three months ago. Yeah, that that was one of the most that was one of the greatest ripoffs of all time. Thank you. Uh, the the uh, I really appreciate that. G R O A T the groat, the greatest ripoff of all time. Yep. I really like that. Yeah, not much more to say. Get rid of Baker. Uh, he's he's he is washed. I, I yeah. like I legit think we're going to get I have a feeling we're going to get pushback on this in our in our domain league chats. Oh, yeah. Yep, which and is why? hilarious <laughs> I, for, for talking about Baker. Oh, for, for saying that Baker I, I, is washed. Yeah, oh. yeah. washed is a strong well, word. I mean, have you uh, I think all you have to do is literally watch him play and you're like, oh, Oh yeah, that guy he's, stinks. he's really bad. And well, the funny thing is Baker, like his strength always, which is not even that great of a strength. It was actually one of his greatest limitations is that he couldn't do anything unless he was outside of the pocket. And now he can't, now he even, can't do anything. He can't even pocket. throw an accurate pass <laughs> no, outside of the pocket. Yeah, he's the wide receiver one Dude, killer. Too. I mean, he, he, and he, he, that's, that was my next point. He literally made everybody in the Browns like want to quit. And yeah, DJ, and now DJ, DJ Moore wants to die. Like, I want to get out of here so bad. Yeah, um, I mean, and on that, that, that is, rule just got fired. 
Yeah. And now there's a bunch of trade. Yeah, I mean, that is that is like the number one indicator as from a quarterback standpoint of a team cancer. Like if you if your wide receivers are saying bad about you in multiple different franchises, like <laughs> let's get rid of the guy in dynasty while we can get some value out of him because it just doesn't look good. Bro, Amari oh. Cooper was like crying when he figured out he had to go play with Baker. I, he was so, <laughs> I bet he legitimately viewed Jacoby Brissett as an upgrade and he is. He seriously is. He absolutely is. I mean, Jacoby's played ages Jacoby better. Jacoby Brissett and Geno Smith are like the, 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 yeah. Although, although what what Jacoby does that Geno doesn't is Jacoby legit will get in to their like game when he drives and then throw interceptions. I do not understand. Yeah, that. I don't know. Which is what he yeah. did in Indy too. It's, it's why it's why his ceiling is so limited. So yeah, very uh, sad. We did just talk about Geno Smith though. We we made a, a short on him. Yeah. So, um, so, so well that'll be coming out this week too. We're gonna we're gonna you know another guy you know that really exploded this week is Gabe Davis. Um, we're gonna release a weekly short on him too. That's gonna be on YouTube. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Dynasty Domain on YouTube and subscribe to us. You'd really like uh, I think our shorts and uh, the content we're putting out. Simon is in them this week, mm-hmm. and it also gives you a chance to see our faces, which we know is probably not a selling point. But we're still willing to risk it and put those out. So it's, if yeah, yeah, and they're, they're, they're like I said, they're like five to eight minutes long. All the information you need to know about players, and we put them out this week on Gabe Davis and Geno Smith, and also Brees Hall and Damian Pierce are coming out this week. So you're definitely some going to be some players you're going to want to hear about. But those guys are going to be on our short. So we'll try not to talk about them a whole lot. A guy that we haven't done a short on and really talked about is Aaron Rodgers. Nathan, you want to lead the semi-public apology here on Aaron Rodgers? Uh. I think we can at least yeah, so admit some. We underestimated the um, massive impact of Devontae Adams leaving in terms of Aaron Rodgers' fantasy production. Not his skill as a quarterback. Not his skill as a quarterback. He's still Not the best close. quarterback in the NFL. Yes. Uh, the problem is there. there's only so many explosive plays that the Packers are capable of pulling off right now with Lizard and Cobb and... Uh, Dubs who drops balls. balls in the end zone in, in the end zone, but like yeah, one thing I want to apologize about is Lizard because I was spot on about. No, that we're not guy. talking about Lizard. We're talking about Rogers. Yeah, no. <laughs> Rogers is. Uh, I will say currently he's quarterback under, seventeen. He's underperformed for what we thought he. Yes, would he's be. underperformed, and and I legit think now now I actually like after seeing his receivers, I, I think he might like rage quit and retire. Yeah. after the season because. Oh, you have doubts. I, I mean, I really hope he doesn't because then it would mean we were less wrong about what I we don't said. No, I think Romeo Dubs has looked really good. I know, but like, I think they'll get better. But uh, I seriously think Romeo's they had will. his moments and Christian's had his moments and Lazard yeah, has Christian Watson has not had his moments yet. He's touched the ball twice bad, this his, year. His bad moments. Yeah, oh. and and that's why I don't quite want to uh, fully apologize for this yet because I I know you hate me, but there's still so much that can change, especially with rookie receivers and their chemistry with Rodgers come the second half of the season like Rodgers could pick it up big time. Oh, that's absolutely correct. You're, you're, and I, you're, I don't right. think he's going right. to end the season at quarterback 17. I don't either. I think he'll end up being a low end wide receiver one, which is what oh. we did predict anywhere he's, from eight to 12. I mean, Whoa, and I did not know he switched receiver? positions because that is, I mean, wh- where did you get that scoop? Uh, a low end quarterback one oh, anywhere from okay, eight okay. to 12. Mm. So man, it's almost like you don't know anything about football. But, yeah, I know. You know, I think this is interesting though, because we're talking about the impact of Devonte Adams on Aaron Rodgers. Why hasn't he had no impact? Yeah, Derek Carr is still <laughs> a one, yellow quarterback. That's one L I will take on because I thought this would be an immediate production boost for <laughs> Derek Carr, and I wait. You, I <laughs> am sorry. I will look. Wait, you are both you in telling the eyes. me that I am sorry? Are you telling me that Derek Carr is mid? Derek Carr is a no mid way. quarterback 
from now on, I take my. I'm L so proud. That. Of that was you. probably my remember biggest. When I, L remember when I literally season. crapped on him for like a half an episode about? Yeah, Derek it smelled Carter. so bad. We should like ins- <laughs> we should like insert my uh, s- some quotes from that pod. I still remember that pod. It was I, like I you know what? I don't I don't want to take the time to edit it. And you were so wrong. I don't even think I can put it in. Yeah, I, I was wrong. And here, that's that's one here, thing that I'll I don't do a, think is going to change. I'll do an impersonation of, of what you said right now. Derek Carr is an elite level quarterback. Derek Carr is an elite level quarterback that when he gets Devontae Adams is a surefire, no question, QB one this year. <laughs> He's not I never said he was elite <laughs> level. He's not elite level. Yeah, whatever. I it was good. It was my best. He impression. could do elite level. He could produce at an elite level. Produce at an elite level in fantasy. That's what that's essentially what I meant. I mean, yeah. I was, oh, okay. I was you're saying I was, an elite level. No, I was talking about, I was talking about and, and I literally was like, yeah, bro, he's literally yellow. Like, look at. No, you, you did. You did. I know. You I, were right. I know. I mean, I. I you know. and Simon were right. Not I just know. you. Simon was right too. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, Simon. Well, is, I got to give 50 back. 50 credit to both of you. All right, shut up. All right. So um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk about some more storylines here. I want to talk about the Broncos, man. I will tell you what. Russell Wilson has done the opposite of ride this year with the, or the Broncos because I mean or cook he has let's talk about the, I, and I know this is going to literally like make us all want to vomit but let's talk about the Colts Broncos game. I mean that was maybe the worst football game I've ever seen in my life like hands down. We literally don't were, you think we, yeah no, no you no, didn't no. even watch it. I, I, I kid you not that was like th- that was on the same level of um, Patriots three Rams zero Maroon five like that Super Bowl. Remember that one? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it was that bad. And that one actually had a touchdown. This one had no touchdowns. Twelve to nine. Um, Seven field goals. Avery and I were watching it together. We were like so slab happy the entire time that we literally like made bets that if the Colts won at the end that I would run a lap and have to send you a video of it. And then he had to send me a love letter to Frank Reich. Yeah, since he it was fire. not fun. It was there. The, it was so yeah. bad. Anyways, there were Russ, more punts in that game than the Bills entire season. Oh my gosh! Shut up, Tommy. Dude, All Russ right. literally missed. Is that really wide true? open? KJ, yeah, that's Hamlet. true. That's crazy. Yeah, Russ literally missed wide open. KJ. Hamlet. So yeah, I want to talk about Russ. Run the ball. Yeah, Richard Sermon. I want to talk about Russ. So I mean, here's the thing about Russ. Um, they let Russ cook, and he like undercooked a hot dog. I mean, it just he has looked literally so bad this season that like I can't even begin to wonder. How did he get the contract that he got? And I think there are a couple possibilities here. Um, I think it's possible he started slow and that he turns it around. I think it's more likely that Russ is kind of a fraud. At what point are we going to look at Russell? I mean, you're going to say week nine. So I guess I'll ask Simon. Simon, at what point are you going to look at Russell Wilson completely differently in terms of like his his not only value as an NFL player, but as a dynasty asset and as a fantasy asset? Um, I think this is more of a week by week thing. So you're not ready to. I'm not ship. gonna give. I'm not gonna give like a. If by week nine he's not averaging twenty points a game, I'm not doing that. Well, I wouldn't um, say that sorry, because <laughs> I, I think there's part of it that his O line is playing like crap. Yes, true. His coach. Oh my gosh, he could be crap. He could be worst coach in the league. Yeah, he. I mean, he, him he and Staley and in um. Taylor. I know. Sta- after yeah. that Thursday Holy night game, smokes. his odds were the were the highest odds to be the first coach fired. Nathaniel Hackett, really over Matt Rule, and, yeah. and he looks. I mean, he just doesn't. He's just uh, not it. Matt like, Rule's out by week eight. Calling it now. Matt Rule's out. No, Matt, uh, sorry. Nathaniel Hackett's going to be out oh, by week okay. eight. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's what I think will happen. I, um, I don't think so that's out of the realm. Of I'm not necessarily jumping ship. I on think, Russ. That, I don't think he showed flashes last week. Not the Colts game. The one before that. Whoever they played, I forget. Um. 
I mean, how often does a head coach get fired midseason in his first season? Well, like, it was often, only urban. <laughs> and how often does how often does a quarterback for ten years play at an elite level and then just suck? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he to I, to, I mean yep. to the Seahawks credit, they have a good organization there, a good football team, and to Pete Carroll's yeah. credit, Pete Carroll's a good coach. Yes, I mean you've seen it with Gino. Yes, I mean so was I mean I obviously, obviously Russell Wilson is more talented quarterback than Gino was mm. was Seahawks or was Seattle's system and coaching helping Russell Wilson I, propel I his really career. believe Looks it like was. it now. I mean, it really that's does. The thing but that's I'm scared to go buy Russell Wilson right now, but I'm not selling. I mean, I yet. bought I'm him not you last, last week, like, and that was yeah. not obviously you jumping ship, but I'm just, I'm scared. And, you know, yeah. watching Russell Wilson in the red zone where it counts is like, He's two for 18 throwing into the end zone. I mean, oh he throws gosh. it. He like soars it into the first like first three rows of the crowd ever. I mean, it's like, phew, like just a bullet straight over everybody's head. You know why? I know why. Because he's tiny. It's he's because, playing in Denver because Albert O is not being targeted enough. <laughs> oh, Albert O is not even the tight end. One. Who even is Albert? Albert o? Who? Yeah, Albert o. I, I, he literally Albert, like it's almost like it's almost like we been, said that. Yeah, it's like remember when he was tight end like 12. Yeah. Dude, yeah. what is he at at keep trade on keep trade cut now? Uh, literally nothing. Yeah, I know you told me to shut up, but I am going to say something. Isn't about it so I was weird that I, Eric I, I Saubert is is out targeting Albert O. That is no way. Who Eric Saubert? Yeah, Eric like, Sherbert. I, I, wow. I do think we were all right this year in saying that the Broncos were going to start slow and that they probably weren't even going to make the playoffs this year. There's going to be some growing pains. Um, we were right about that. And I think we also assumed that with that, I, I mean, Russ can't be playing incredible with that happening. So we, we figured it would be a rough year. Uh, the, the one thing that Russ does have going for him right now, because it doesn't seem like anything else is going for him right now, is that he does have that contract. He, I mean, he, he robbed the Broncos. Yes, eh. he is locked in. That was He has robbery. to be there. So he then, as a result, he has to have some value. I mean, he has to have significant in, value with okay. that contract. So Melvin Gordon, obviously, let's talk about the rest of the Broncos. Melvin Gordon, obviously, is the the running back one in terms of like, you know, who's going to get the majority of carries, the majority of the volume the rest of the season. Now, Mike Boone is not it. Mike Boone looked good. I, I picked him up in, in most of my leagues oh. because he was just on the waiver wire. I, I mean, I, like I just, said, he's not a bad waiver pickup, but he's not. You're not starting him. No. Okay. So Melvin Gordon's obviously going to be the guy who started. He had yeah. 13 points in his first, you know, bell cow role last week. And Mike Boone did get a fair amount of run, but I think that's just mostly because Melvin Gordon's a little bit about to fall apart. But he's very consistent. Um, Cortland Sutton. You know, we've uh, we're looking at Cortland Sutton wide receiver one. Thank you very much. And and Jerry Judy still, I think, in my opinion, has looked solid, but not anything you know elite like he was. You know, in terms of prospect wise, coming out of college. Um, but in terms of you know looking at their weapons as a whole, they're definitely taking a. I think, in my opinion, they're taking a hit from the the very poor play of Russell Wilson, in particularly in the red zone, and particularly his receivers. I mean, KJ Hamler, you can't even touch in fantasy right now because you know he runs. Uh, uh, in a slant route, a quick slant on get on a pick play, and Russ won't even look at him. You know what's funny is that is like the same action that they ran on that play in the Super Bowl I, I know. The, against the Patriots, and he threw that pass and it got picked off. That's why you, Richard you Sherman think, literally almost lost his mind. I know. On it, well, he did lose his mind. Well, did he say well, something I, about that I play? Think, but no, but you oh. could see it in his eyes. Like literally, his eyes were just like they literally went. I think wild. Russ was targeting. KJ though. Okay, that that is fair, but well, he's targeting him. Even he's targeting him a, sec, a second and a half, two seconds two, too late. Two seconds too late. I watched it like on Pat McAfee. They broke it down. Yeah. Hey, what's Shout up, Pat? Pat? I know you're listening right now. Pat. Um, but uh, yeah, I really think he was he was targeting KJ, right. but he's just like, what? 
I, I thought he was some elite level processor, and uh, I don't know, man. The difference maybe between there's a, what's maybe his, there's a I reason always, he only I always forget ever his targeted people the 50 yards down the field. Yeah, the difference between a great quarterback and an, and a mediocre quarterback is less than half a second, and he was two seconds late. So yeah. like, what? that's just what Rodgers would have won that. What's game. his nickname uh, again? Yes. Um, Mr. Something. Mm, it's always Dave. I always block it from my mind because it's literally the cringiest thing I've ever heard. Oh, Russell's Russell Wilson. Nickname? Yeah. Oh, Mr. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I know Danger Russ is what everyone makes no, fun no, of no, for, no. but um, hold on. Chef Russ. No, they always say that's the they always say let Chef Russ. This is the professor. That that's is not, not it. it. Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, well, yeah. he's oh, look gosh. extremely limited. Mr. So far. Limited. This, yeah, he's literally Mr. Limited. Um, yes, that is a funny joke. Copyright pending Dynasty Domain. Uh, you know, with <laughs> Russell Wilson, like, yeah, like I said, <sighs> Don't sell though. I mean, we can agree on that, right? Yeah. We're not selling Russell yeah. Wilson. Right Agreed. Now. Yeah. I mean, because he's one of the top five followers on Keep Trade Cut right now. Yeah, he's the number two follower. Yeah, he, what do you, he has been terrible, and he has shown what his ceiling and what his production is still capable of. Like he did put up twenty seven points yeah. last Sunday. Fair, fair. So he was cooking. I'm not yeah. selling Russ. I'm not really buying him though. No, I'm buying both of the receivers because Espe- yeah, especially yes. Judy is young enough to bounce back from that at some point in his career. Yeah, but he does have a lot of risk. So he does. He does. But like you're not people aren't charging that much for him right now. Yeah. People draft capital I alone. Mean, like you you I sold him to you, but I got CD. So I thought it was worth it. Yeah. But yeah, I thought what I thought the side you got. That's why I had a really hard time giving yeah. it to you because I thought it was really good. So Nathan's talking in code right now. We had a trade. He got CD lamb. I got uh, Jerry Judy at 23 first, those early, mid, early, and then a second. Yeah. 23 seconds. That's yeah. fair. Um, I think, I think, I think, but he, I think, yeah. Who I am selling, I, I, you know, I hate to admit it. I don't know if I'm selling. Javante Williams is someone I, I'm, I'm checking to see what no. people give me for him. Bye, 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 bye. They're not going to give you enough, though. I got two 23 first for him in a league that I sold him in. I don't, I don't know if I give him up for that. Like, I mean, when he, come, when he comes back, I mean, he's, you know what he is yeah. like, and especially if Melvin Gordon's but not there. We, we say we know what he is, but we said that this year too, we were wanting to be some but again, running back one and he was still splitting I mean, carries pretty heavily. I know, but I like, I, I mentioned this in our short. I mean, Melvin Gordon is the game. boogeyman for Javante owners. The boogeyman's not going to be there forever. Like Melvin Gordon is going to go away. Like, yes. and then Javante yeah. is going to get, I mean, he's going to be, I think they were easing him in. Honestly, yeah. I think over the last couple of weeks, they were easing him into a belt. Dobbins yeah. took 13 months to recover from a similar injury. I, I think there's Me, a long meaning, road to, Recovery ahead. Javante comes back November of next year. That's what I said in the short. Yeah, yeah. We've already covered this a lot. Okay, but but yeah, no, you're. But the difference is, you were looking at selling him. I think we're looking at buying him. Okay. Yeah. Well, not to mention, if all goes as planned, Hackett will be gone too. And I literally think a lot of the reason Javante wasn't playing as much as he should have this year is they were literally giving like third and short carries to Melvin freaking Gordon and not Javante Williams in the first few games. It's like, what are you doing? It's it, it, we, we were talking about this. Like, it's kind of been the new cool thing for young, uh, quote unquote, brilliant mind core or to head coaches to not give the ball to their best players, especially at the running back position. Yeah. AKA they're not brilliant minds. Um, right. Javante Williams literally had like 11 targets week one. So the, the receiving upside, which is the, an just the, skill all set, the like total it, upside is crazy. Everything man. is. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's he's going to be faded a lot this year, especially with the um, emergence of Brees Hall, yeah. the entrance of Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. and the works in 23. Like you're going to get him for some pretty yeah. good value. Um, the other kind of interesting running back duo uh, that we have is AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. So so my question, I guess, is out, out, like just straight up for you, Simon. Yeah, where's AJ? Dillon, where's AJ Dillon been like where, where is he? 
I don't I don't know, man. I think he has like a, a woman in his life or something because he is definitely not paying attention to football anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's got ginormous quads, but when you look at like his production, you know, in the last couple weeks in PBR leagues, 3.4, 9.4, 5.8, 7.7. I mean, people were valuing AJ Dillon as a running back one. Yeah, they're like a his snap a percentage running back too. Snap percentage has been way down too. So what is been in the fifties? Fifties? Yeah, and just uh, Aaron Jones looks so good. Well, I think that's what it is. Aaron thank Jones you. has got some. Thank you. He thank still you, has thank that you. pop to him. You're thank welcome. You, thank you. Thank You're welcome. you. Thank you. I mean, Aaron, you. Aaron Jones is in the low 60s. Oh. So, so, so getting more. But obviously, you know, with AJ Dillon, you knew that that was going to be a an offense that relied heavily on their running backs this year. Mm. And it just seems that in terms of fantasy production, I because th- I do think, I mean, 10, 18, 12, and 17 were the rushing attempts he was getting. He got six last game, but I mean, those aren't bad numbers for splitting a backfield and then getting six, three, three, and two targets. His targets have declined as the season. I mean, I think getting him getting six targets and five receptions the first game was a really encouraging sign. And since then, he's really just fallen off in both his rushing attempts and his receiving. I mean, his receiving attempts as well. So I think what we've seen from AJ Dillon is that as the season has gone on, his production and his usage has actually decreased. I mean, his snap percentage has also decreased. Mm-hmm. Is, <sighs> is that attributed to Aaron Rodgers losing his mind? What What do you mean? Uh, like that he has gone so crazy with all of the young guys that all he does is just give the ball to Jones, Cobb, and Lizard. no, <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Aaron, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the one calling the personnel on the field. Um, Fair. Uh, I mean, we thought Hackett was calling the plays and everyone. Surely last, he wasn't right? last year as well. No. There's no way. If he was, Aaron Rodgers was literally taking the earpiece out and yeah. like just doing yeah. it all. I remember videos of him acting like it didn't work. Like, I mean, that that actually is a legit thing. But so with AJ Dillon, like, what are we doing with him? I mean, let's start. Let's start on a re, on a rebuild. What are you doing with AJ Dillon on a rebuild, Simon? Uh, depends on what people are willing to pay for him because um, someone in this YouTube channel that we watch occasionally called a fantasy flock um, is has been screaming for the last month to buy him low and then he just keeps staying low. I think the point in buying low is because they're supposed to go back up. So you buy low sell high. Why would you just that's like saying buy low on Terrace Marshall. He's just going to stay low his entire freaking career. Dylan isn't even a low. I think he's kind of I I mean, I guess if you think AJ Dylan should have been a top 10 dynasty running back, but he's the dynasty community, I think, has still been stubborn with him and they still have him ranked ahead of Aaron Jones. They still have him ranked at RB 17 and he's going into his third year on his rookie deal. Like if you can get a 23 first as a rebuild team for AJ Dylan smash, I think a lot of people would do that. What about on a contending team? What are you doing with AJ Dillon in a contending team? I'm selling, selling him, him for Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. Who people can you get people value AJ D- uh, Aaron Jones. Can you get David Montgomery for AJ Dillon? Because I'm doing that. Yes. D- yeah. uh, David Montgomery is so far down. He's RB 26. Yeah, no, I I prefer him so heavily on Fournette, a team. Sanders, CEH, Josh Jacobs, Kamara. All of those guys. Have are, you guys talked about CEH yet? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, we we've I think we've touched on him a bit because <coughs> let's wait I, until I, after tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. So yeah, I just I actually have some leagues with AJ Dillon in them, and I'm just you know to a point now where it's like I'm not exactly so sure 
Um, I'm not exactly sure, sure what to do. And I think a lot of people are getting to that point, but I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say that he's not producing at the level that everybody like assumed he would. Yeah. And we'll, we'll take our, we will take our dub on that one, at least for now. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But like Aaron Jones was one guy that we thought was an amazing value in the off season. One, one of the guys that I literally got in the ninth round of a dynasty startup. Yeah. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So no, I, I a hundred percent agree with you there. So, um, all right. Let, I want the, here's a guy I want to talk about. Nathan, real quick. Will you tell me on keep trade cut? Where is Amari Cooper ranked at uh, among wide receivers? He's wide receiver 38. Uh, tell me a little bit about why that's problematic to you. Uh, because he's 27 years old. He is not on a new deal. He is not on a new deal. That's a huge one. I think this is actually the final year of his big contract that he did uh, that he made with the Cowboys a few years back. Um, why is it problematic? Well, Deshaun Watson's coming back week 11. Do I think that's going to make a massive difference for Amari's overall production from here? Um, and, and then week 11 on once Deshaun is back. No, I don't think so. But Amari's production, uh, Simon's got it. What seems to sort of transcend whatever quarterback is playing. What's his yeah, production I mean, been like? He's, he's averaging over eight targets a game with Jacoby Brissett, who's not the, the best quarterback ever by any means at it all. It doesn't matter. He's, he is a backup quarterback. And he is still, in five games, three of them have been over 20 points a game. Yes, Jeez. the other two have been under five, but still. Looks like Mike Williams. Yeah. I, I Although mean, Mike Williams has been consistent. He, he's the wide receiver 14 on the year. Yeah. And I understand he's seven. He, he's He's 27. But still, I don't that that's I'm not I'm not really connecting the dots there on wide receiver 38 in Dynasty. Deshaun Watson, no. who's someone everyone praises as, as some incredible quarterback, is coming back. We'll see what he can do yep. when he comes back after two years. Well, I mean, look what but, he did with D. We all expect him but exactly. But that's, surely we Amari all expect Amari to produce more with Deshaun Watson. I absolutely yes. do. Yeah, surely. He, I mean, his situation cannot get like worse, right? I mean. Absolutely I, not. I, I, he's producing even with Chubb as the running back over one overall in, in fantasy. Yeah, seriously. Chubb is going to run the ball less when Watson comes back and Deshaun's going to throw the ball more. So who's who's going to get those who's going to get those targets? DPJ, I David mean, Bell. Man, if that's they could get a little bit of an uptick, but Amari's going to get the majority of that. I was actually or, wrong on the yeah. contract too. Or Amari's, be more efficient. Amari's in the third year of a five-year contract. So he he's he's locked in in Cleveland for three years, this in, including this year, and, and they'll be keeping him there because they have no draft capital exactly. to acquire anyone new. Yes. No. and they, I mean, can I have the value adjacent guys to Amari Cooper on tra- keep trade cut? Like, who are you who are you giving up to get Amari Cooper right now? Oh my gosh, uh, you are giving up. Uh, give me a second here. I mean, because that. when you, I mean, it seems like if he's at wide receiver thirty eight, like that he's not even relatively. That's pretty expensive close to at, Alec, Pierce, Alec Pierce. Yeah, because yeah, Alec Pierce right, is wide receiver 45. 40, 40, 44, whatever. And um, I mean, Amari Cooper is a guy on the contending teams that I have him in. I'm starting him every single week, yeah, like in my too. wide receiver spot. So spot. he is equivalent to a 23 early second. Are you serious? Brian Robinson. Oh, Brandon Ayuk. Oh Goddard. David Montgomery. Justin Fields, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Wow, Fryermuth, Ramondre, wow, wow, Dubs wow, wow, is wow. ranked ahead of him. Oh my god! Like gosh. Dub, Dubs is ranked far ahead of him. Oh my gosh! James Robinson is RB twenty two. He is multiple tiers ahead of Amari Cooper. Cooper. James Robinson is an, unraft, an undrafted running back who's been producing 
at a decent level recently, though ETN outproduced him this last week. Like, I, I just don't. I'm not seeing this at all. Judy, yeah. Elijah Moore, Terry, though Terry is eternally, always, and forever overvalued because of his talent level. Um, people just can't see people can't separate talent from fantasy production. It, it blows me away, but uh, yeah, Tony Pollard, uh, it, it's, right. it's insane. So we'll, we'll, we'll just, I mean, we'll end this segment by saying that Amari Cooper is a huge buy right now. He's been, I mean, to me, he's really impressed in Cleveland. I didn't think he'd do much through the first like 11 games and he's actually been very good. So uh, at, the, at this price, I think if you're a contender, you have to go get Amari Cooper right now. Yeah, Let's, I did mention Justin Fields in there. Let's talk about him a little bit. What are you thinking about Fields? I, I don't, I I actually, I want to know Simon's take because I think I've already said this on the pod. Uh, oh, boy. Justin Fields. Is he a quarterback? Right. Is, I mean, at this point, I'm viewing him with no long-term value in the NFL. In, the the in Bears are ruining him. Like, he's, he's hardly even passing the ball. But I think even when he does the pass the ball, he doesn't look fantastic. Hey, he had 15 oh, completions. He looks... <laughs> he's a... Talk about boomer bust. He's either like chucking it down the field and making one, some of the most spectacular plays you've ever seen. Like with Darnell Mooney the other day, I, I just switched to the to the Vikings and Bears game and saw an, ins, an incredible play. Justin Fields just throwing it down the field perfectly, only in Darnell Mooney's reach. It was incredible. But the other half of the time, I don't even know what he's doing. You, I don't know what he's reading. He doesn't seem to be able to process defenses at a high level at all all of a sudden and which is something he seemed to be good at coming out of Ohio State. I, I have no idea what's I think, happening. I think they're going to look to replace him in this year's draft. Do you think that they'll get CJ Stroud? <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> the, the next the next one. No, I, I think they'll try. I think they're going to pull a, a Giants move and hold on to him for the remainder of his rookie. Deal. I mean, I think if I'm a dynasty like I mean, because look, you don't I don't even think I want to start Justin Fields like in, on a contending team, right? Oh, no. absolutely no. not. I mean, do you really think Justin Fields is going to... Uh, do you really think it's probable no, I, I'd rather that he'll start. develop into a guy you can start on a continuing team no. over the next two years? My, prob- no. my problem, though, is, I, I mean, when you when you say you're out on Justin Fields, what are you willing to take if you sell him? Whatever market a value second? is. No, 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 no. no. That, that, I'd rather keep him. That's his market value is a twenty early 23 seconds. Justin Fields is yes. right now? Wow, yes. he's fallen far. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I I'm saying. I think there are people is, who would give up a late 23 verse for him. If I got a 23 first form, I'd absolutely do in, that. In because one I think of my I, leagues, I, I got Trey Lance straight up for Justin Fields the day Trey Lance got hurt. And the is, guy said even a month ago, I would have taken Justin Fields over him. I can I can is, pull up the DM and show That you. is berserk. Yeah, I, 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 do, I do think he... I mean, obviously, keep trade cuts really bad at evaluating everything, including picks. But but yeah, I, bears do think, are bad. I do think there are guys who will buy Justin Fields. Yeah, Bears are bad. They could easily be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Justin Fields has looked horrible. Mooney has been bad. To Fields' credit, I guess, if you want to give him any credit, they, it, they've they given him absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. True. So if, I mean, you, they, I mean, if you're holding out a little hope for Justin Fields, I guess, down the line for him as a dynasty asset, I guess you can, but don't overpay for him. Don't go looking to buy him. He's just been I, bad. Like, I will, I'm taking Zach Wilson over him. Oh, easily. Easily, easily 100%. No I think Zach Wilson's way better. And, like, and even going into this season, I think a lot of people would have said they'd take Fields over Zach Wilson, no problem. And, and but, Darnell Mooney's the wide receiver 76 right now. Like, I'm, I mean, I think this... 76. I would say this affects the weapons more, wow. more even than it affects Justin Fields. I'm not touching the Bears offense. Except Monty. Even then, like Khalil Herbert is starting to get some run, but I do I will roster and I do roster and play those guys, both Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery. So I will I mean, yes, I'll give you that. And Cole Komet's picking it back up. Thank I don't God. know. I don't know. I don't know. I still don't trust him. No, I don't trust him either, but like 
They could. They I really could, hope you weren't selling when he was sucking because I, did I was not just sell. holding. Yeah. yeah, this could start evening out a little bit where Komet is producing at a low end, tight end one production level, which is kind of what we expected, what we predicted. Yes, I, I mean, I would season. be happy with that because I have a lot of shares of Cole Komet, but like I literally just, I mean, at this point, I'm very, very scared. <laughs> well, he's who who cares if he's a low end tight end one because the low end tight end one yeah. landscape is yes exactly. yeah that's what we're saying it's not even saying that much like can I mean, we Dawson Knox Dawson, was a low end yeah tight end one he can outproduce Knox he can outproduce Irv Smith he can outproduce yeah. fair, fair, Font fair. no problem I don't so, know I just I, have, I still have hope for him at least Cole Komet in the long run because he's still a 23 year old tight end in his third year in the NFL and yeah. he, he's definitely showed flashes Dude, I, I hope you're right because I have so many shares of him like, yeah I do no too clue, freaking clue I think look at look at this I literally own him in every league except for two. Oh my gosh Simon yeah wow that is crazy yeah so he's that like probably wild. your most like rostered player yeah yep. he is all right um let's get start wrapping this up we've been going for a while here um there's <laughs> I I don't think we'll get any backlash for saying this but I don't really care if we do I guess um, Nathan, if you played for the Rams, you would get targets from Matt Stafford. Do you know why you would get targets from Matthew Stafford? Because my skin color is white. I mean, Allen Robinson literally wore white sleeves in last week's game to try to fool Matt Stafford into throwing him the ball. <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious? Like dead serious. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and, and Allen Robinson still laid a freaking just ginormous, huge fat egg <laughs> on the field. Like first, I mean, we could talk. Let's. <laughs> I guess that's what the kind of this conversation is is going to go around is Allen Robinson because Allen Robinson really is the the main person that we expected to get targets and produce on the Rams. And what somebody tell me what his production has been week by week. Uh, a Rob, well, this last week he had five targets, three receptions, put up four points overall. He's put up two. Week one, 15 against Atlanta, four, two, and four. Yeah, he's averaging just weeks. over four targets a game. Yep, and. <laughs> That is who's, who's this new He's white washed. guy that's on the team? He's ben 25 Skrowak. years old. Ben Scourneck. Isn't he outproducing Allen Robinson? He was there yes. last year. But. I mean, no, like I'm dead serious. Allen Robinson is washed. He is. I mean, Nathan, ready? Thank, thank God to for me. Gamma Juice because I tried to trade for Allen Robinson in like four or five leagues over the summer and Gamma would yeah, not budge. The nice, thing about, you, the, Gama. the nice thing about Gamma is that, you know, when we try to make bad decisions, he makes bad decisions for himself and prevents us from yeah, making bad decisions. Yeah. So I think he's really good for that. Yeah. yeah and, the, um, the one thing I'll say about Allen Robinson is um, the the Rams have been so bad the first five weeks oh, yeah, of the they're season. Yeah, whatever they've been doing obviously has not been working. And I would expect some pretty significant um, <clears throat> offensive schematic change to occur, which could result in Allen Robinson being implemented a bit more. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold out a little hope here just to see what, what he, what he can do like uh, come, you know, a few weeks down the road if, if they can figure something out, but like they, they need to make some changes and they need to do it fast and Stafford needs to get the ball out of his hands sooner. If that means using Robinson more like in the slot or whatever, so they can kind of dump it to him more. Like I see there, Cup has been amazing. His production has been awesome, but they're not winning games by just throwing it to Cup and Higby. Yeah. Even though we love that for fantasy, it's just not going to work for them. I'm not starting Allen Robinson. In, I'm in my no, no. You're it's, not starting him at all. But what no. I'm saying is, no, hold, I wasn't arguing with you. I was making. I was just yeah. A separate point. Hold out a little bit of hope. I mean, he's on a three-year, sure. forty-six and a half I'll, million I'll, dollar deal. I'll hold out hope on my bench. And honestly, you know, I think you, well, you said this on one of the shorts or on the pod. I can't remember. You're like, I'm like, when are you? At what point are you going to admit that Allen Robinson is washing? You said when we see a full year of him not producing. And I was like. 
Uh, no, like last year. <laughs> it's like well, last year was absolutely yeah, we blamed outlier. it on the Bears. We knew that, yes. but, but it wasn't. The, that's the but thing. It we wasn't were, we were wrong. It was not an outlier. It wasn't the Bears. Allen Robinson's mm-hmm. just. I mean, in the last like twenty-two <sighs> games, I bet he's passed up ten three times. Yeah, well, let me check that. Yeah, do it. Check it. That is true. Stop hitting the table. Keep making noises. Stop. Oh, he. Yep, three times in the <laughs> in the last twenty two weeks of football, he's scored more than ten points in PPR. Twi- three I, times. I don't even know if I'm selling Allen Robinson at this point. I think I'm just because I don't know anybody who would buy him. I think I'm just riding that train into the abyss, hoping that his contract hoping that something means something, and hoping that the Rams sucking right now could mean something for him in the future as well. And, and hoping that Which Matt, I, Matt Stafford I think, will. I think it could be not we'll, only through we'll white see. people because that is just in, incredibly racially insensitive of Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it's absolutely the crazy thing is I've seen a lot of memes about this and I actually think they're quite funny. They're hilarious. It's like, it's like Matt Stafford looking back at Detroit and their incredible O-line and they're like really good weapons with among us St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, Swift, Jamison Williams. And like, again, let me say it again. They're incredible O-line. Yep. And being like, dang, I actually wish I would have stayed there. Uh, yeah, not, I mean, among us, St. Brown, especially is is. The, but let's talk about the Lions real quick while we're on that. Um, everybody in the Lion laid an egg this week. Golf laid an egg. Hawk laid an egg. Hawk lays, lays um, eggs um, every single week. Among uh, no, he doesn't. Oh my gosh! Oh, what sh- about the shut up? Whatever. <laughs> among us, St. Brown laid an egg. Yes, the Almighty among us, St. Brown. I like that nickname, Simon. Thank, thank you. you. Thank hey, you for bringing Craig that. Reynolds didn't lay. Craig an egg. Reynolds was like the only guy that showed up. <laughs> yeah. Jamal Williams even I don't think did anything right. No, he didn't. Yeah, I think they're going to get some well-needed rest over this this bye week and weeks. Don't Swift don't will be back. don't buy or sell any um, Lions players this week. No. I think just wait. I think no. they'll, wait. I think some of them will get back. But I do I still think. Among I mean, I, I still do think that you have to wait on Hawk and see if he consistently produces. And obviously, you're betting that he won't. But Nathan and I are betting he will. So I, we'll I said see. last week after his forty point bomb, this is your chance to go sell T.J. Hawkinson because no one was buying him. I know. I literally like got tried, they tried to sell him to me. And, I mean, yeah, like, everyone okay. was trying to Saying sell him. He was worth okay. one and a half, 20 through first. No, and even not. even I like TJ Hawkins and I'm like, that's stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I'm not dumb. paying that for him. I, I think <laughs> we live in a bubble. though. I think he's really dropped down. I think Dallas Goddard jumped him in, in easily in, in dynasty tight ends. And honestly, Tyler, I prefer Tyler Higby. Oh, we forgot to talk about Higby this season. And when the Rams, by the Higby's a start. I mean, I'm starting Higby over Darren every Waller. single week. I, and unless you're, yeah, unless, it's, unless it's Kelsey or Andrews or Tyler Higby and I mean, Higby Dallas Goddard and Goddard. I was Zach like, those are like the in Zach Ertz. So it's like the five must starts right yeah. now. It's hilarious. Uh, Elijah Moore on the Jets. Oh, let's, Taysom let's, Hill. Let's talk. I don't want to talk about Taysom Hill. There's no, nothing to talk he's a must about. Start. I guess uh, he is tied in four and he's literally like caught. I think one pass. Is insane. Uh, Elijah Moore is is pretty much the wide receiver two cemented in in New York now, and Zach Wilson's back. You know, it's just a little bit disappointing for guys like good old Nathan who would always brag because he got Elijah Moore in the yeah, and then I yeah, and then I sold him. I literally sold every share I had of him. You're just such a smart boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I, I am. Any thoughts on Elijah Moore? I mean, what are we doing with Elijah Moore? Uh, he'll be a career wide receiver too. Yeah, he's he's good. Always liked his film. Yep. We did something over the summer where we took a poll on Twitter. Who is the Jets wide receiver one? Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson? And an overwhelming amount of people said Elijah Moore. And we laughed. We were like, why it's would hilarious. they then turn around and take the absolute stud in the first round out of Ohio State named Garrett Wilson? Gary Wilson. Elijah Moore went to Ole Miss, so he sucks. Um, 
Garrett Wilson is 100% the wide receiver one in New York. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was stupid to assume that Garrett Wilson. Um, I, I, I don't understand why he would have been anything but the wide receiver one after they spent that much draft capital on the, on him. So um, one last thing here I want to Garrett talk Wilson about. doesn't actually suck. That was just um, yeah. Sorry. Um, one last thing I here. Mean, Elijah Moore. I want to talk about is George Kittle. Simon, give me your thoughts on George Kittle because I, I think you, you feel more strongly about George Kittle than we do. No. No, I, I was high on George Kittle. I think I had him as my tight end three going into the season for Dynasty. Um, I did but, too. You know, or four. George Kittle is a historically incredible pass catching tight end, yes. and his fatal flaw is that he now plays left tackle. Rip. I I do think people are overreacting on Kittle. I think I think he I think he obviously had a uh, he was injured to start the season, tough injury, but not expected to linger. And then when he came back, he obviously started slow. And and honestly, it wasn't the quarterback that was throwing to him during training camp. And and yeah, that's a big thing. And and, and you know, with Kittle, I think we know what he's capable of. And, and really, the main thing I think with Kittle, although he hasn't missed very many games throughout his career, is that his he's always kind of played through injury. And I still think he's somewhat doing that now. But with Kittle, I think is, I think now is the worst time to sell George Kittle. Would you agree with that? Oh yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think totally you've got I think you've got to hold Kittle for that upside. And I do think he bounces back this season. So I think I definitely be holding George Kittle. All right. We are over an hour. It was good to have Simon back, but obviously there's a lot going on in the NFL. We're covering that every other week here on the podcast. We did this week because Simon was able to join us, but we'll jump back on here in two weeks and see what's changed in the NFL landscape. The bye weeks are coming, so it's about to get really interesting in the fantasy world because we're going to have to start putting in some of those bench players. Um, we're going to be back here in two weeks. We are on our YouTube page. We have four shorts coming out this week and probably five shorts coming out next week, so make sure you get to YouTube. Subscribe to Dynasty Domain and we're going to put all of our latest player content there. We are also on Twitter at the domain dynasty or is it at domain dynasty? I always get that wrong at domain, at domain dynasty. dynasty. I'm thinking of email. The website's back up dynasty domain.com. We're going to we're going to publish our October rankings there within the next couple of days, but it was good to have you back, Simon. Good luck at Purdue or wherever the frick mm-hmm. boiler and, up. Yeah, never down. Pooperoo, Purdue. Yeah, poopy poopy doopy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good to have him back. So, well, Nathan and I will obviously be back. Um, for the rest of the season, we'll get Simon back in here. Yeah, that's whenever boring. we can. I know, not the most fun, but I'm sure you enjoyed listening. All three of us again, listening to Simon get back. We appreciate you listening. Thanks for joining us. This has been Dynasty Domain. <laughs>